guys, it's Bill Smith from the Classic Camera Revival. I got Alex here with me, and today we're going to talk all things Knicker Matt. You know, I love them. They're cheap and cheerful. The gateway drug for the Nikon Nikkor lens mount system. So what are we delaying? Let's just get that theme music going. Welcome to the Classic Camera Revival. Coming to you from the Greater Toronto Hamilton region of Ontario, Canada. If you don't have gear acquisition syndrome now, you most likely will by the end of the episode. And we're back. Hey Alex, how's it going? I'm good, Bill. What I really like about the Nickermat line is that it was actually Nikon's second attempt at a consumer grade camera. Oh, the first so, grade, the first attempt was a real dog. <laughs> well, depends on which one you got. If you went with the Nicker X35 or the 35-2 or even the 35 Auto and the Zoom, they were pieces of garbage. Like, I think the biggest issue with all of them is the fact that they had the leaf shutter. Yeah. Also, that Poro mirror design. I mean, unless you're a big fan of the Olympus Pen F, the Poro mirror just makes no sense. Yeah, I, I think that's Nikon real. Again, nothing focuses the mind more than leaving money on the table. <laughs> Nikon has this amazing lens mount system, the F mount, which and the F, but the F in today's dollars would be what about four grand? Oh, easily for a body. So, you know, uh, you may want to get into the lens system, but who has 4K in today's dollars? I should point out lying about in a sock drawer. So again, Nikon saying, okay, our little adventure with Mamiya didn't pan out the way we thought it would. Let's well, take it in-house. <laughs> it's it's interesting because the leaf mount ones weren't actually the ones made by Mamiya. Oh. It was the one that actually saw a modicum of success, and that was the Nicker XF. And that really f- built the foundation of what we would call the Nicker mats because not only did it have the interchangeable lenses with the F mount, Mm -hmm. it had the Copal square shutter and it was the one, it was actually one of the first cameras to have the Copal square shutter. Mm. And when they went and went, you know what, we're going to take everything in house. We're going to do it ourselves. They sold the Nicker XF lock, stock and barrow to Rico. And it saw quite a bit of success. Mm-hmm. And the only Rico that actually had the F mount, and most other Ricos went uh, went the direction of the K. Okay, mm-hmm. K mount, yeah. Later on, but I thought Rico had a screw mount one as well, like the single. Oh. Yeah, I think they did too. Yeah, they had. M- My brother M22. has a few of those bodies. He sort of gets them at the at camera shows and the sort of like ten dollar remainder band. <laughs> Nice. They're surprisingly indestructible cameras, but they've got zero interest amongst yeah. shooters. Yeah, but people go for the spot. This ain't a Rico episode. This is a Nickermat episode. So let's absolutely. So, yeah, this camera had a, I would say what, probably about a, I want to say a fourteen-year lifespan. Yeah, introduced Basic design. Yeah. Um, 65 with the FT and the FS, mm-hmm. and then 67 with the FTN, 
and then a huge jump to 75 for the FT2, and then 77 for the FT3, mm. which was very quickly overshadowed by the FM, but remained in production until 79. That was surprised me because I always thought the FT3 was kind of like that stopgap until the FM hit the market. You know, it's yeah. like it's and what's you know for those but who they, never, they they might have stopped producing it, but they probably it, still have a pile in the warehouse. Oh, probably. So for those who have never seen a knicker mat, uh, if you tripped over one, you'd probably break your toe. Um. <laughs> Basically, a very solidly constructed metal SLR goes from bulb to one thousandth of a second. You need an accessory hot shoe if you have everything. You know the FT, FS, and FTN. You need the accessory screw-on hot shoe um, that ties on to like the rear diopter of all things. Uh, and um, the controls are a little weird for the time. Now, again, if you're an Olympus OM shooter, it's not that alien to you. No. And you do get used to it rather quickly. And it's funny because it's like, it's almost, and again, I, again, I'm a big Nikon guy and everyone, I can almost tease for loving Knicker map. But again, I find it almost intuitive to play with. Now, granted, I also have a bit of nostalgia for this body because my dad owned a Nickermat FTN. I'm guessing something built between 67 and 72, judging by the handle. Now that my brother got that in the est- his estate back in 2005, and of course I had to buy my own version, you know, because yeah, they're just you know they say they're just solid workhorses. Uh, the vertical couple shutter doesn't fail in cold weather. No, it doesn't. And considering the fact that it only takes a single battery to drive the meter, and That's it will work it. with without the meter too. Yeah. Now, getting to the meter, it is uh, everything up until the FT2 took the 625 Mercury battery. Now, again, you can get an MR9 battery adapter, and away you go. Or when you get the camera serviced, which you know, you sit there and it's kind of like, my God, I'm spending almost more for the service than the camera itself. They are worth getting service because, again, they just keep going. Yep. In fact, I've got one sitting right now getting serviced right now uh, up in the halting camera because the shutter needs servicing and hopefully you know, they can tame the jumpy meter a wee bit. Mm. There's a hack for that, but I'm not going to. Johnny Martyr published a blog post ages ago about that. You need some dioxet. Ah, yes, the magic juice. And you got to remove, I think, a screw on the lens mount at the 10 o'clock and put a couple of drops in. Because it's really the problem is it's like the resistors get oxidized. Yeah, that makes sense. But at some point, those resistors, yeah, the party's over. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So so the original models were the um, FT and the FS, with the FS being basically the same thing, but just lacking a meter. Those are actually kind of rare. They are, which is which is really interesting. Yeah, and, um, it's, and it was considered the quote-unquote budget. If you couldn't afford flag a regular knicker mat, oh, okay, we've got the one without the meter here. And in the end, from a collectible standpoint, they're worth more money than the FT. 
Mm-hmm. But even on that, I haven't come across very many FTs in my travels. Like I own one. It's packed up. <laughs> yeah. But they, they also were only produced for a couple of years. Yeah. And basically then Nikon had at that point, um, gotten center weighted metering that classic 60 40 split and Mm. um basically created the ftn they also fixed issues with the mirror box as well if i recall yeah and the ftn is interesting because it saw so many changes over its near decade in production yeah 67 to 75 yeah it's a good eight years yeah and it's and again it's it's it, it and it's even though it's considered the prosumer camera a lot of working photo, uh pro photographers use them especially in vietnam because because the uh, the mirror box or and the meter there's no interchangeable meter heads it's all fixed that's right it's one less point of failure yep and when you're in the jungles you want less points of failure exactly and it's um and again a lot of small town journalists use them as well because again you sort of maybe you got one guy who's the senior pro photographer who's got the f but you got maybe some juniors well they got the knicker mats and they're all kind of fighting over the, the lens pool and and that's what really made them great second cameras is because you didn't have to spend as much money and you could use oh. all your lenses um you had something that had a solid meter the same one as was in your later model f and early f2 um metering heads right mm. you got that 60 40 split they have the spd cells yeah and then again 75 is the great leap forward when they uh finally ditched the mercury cell and went with uh the energizer 357 silver oxide or you know uh exactly battery if you're really stuck in a pinch and yeah the ft2 really didn't change much from the late model ftns no um, they you did got a- you got a dedicated hot shoe um the silver cell mm-hmm. and um the plus minus on the uh top plate meter yeah it's little things. It's more of an evolution, but it was a smart evolution. Absolutely. Now, now the other thing that Nikon always used is they used their. Uh, they didn't experiment with the pro bodies, but they it, they've always had a habit of experimenting with the prosumer bodies. Always. So any great leap forwards would eventually wind up being seen in the pro bodies, and again. The big one we're going to talk about is Aperture Priority because they released the Nikomat EL, I believe, 72, 73. Yeah. And those are those are a really neat little subset of the uh the Nikomat. And they're a, a blast to shoot with. Mm. They, they, they differ as in the shut the the form factor is more like the FE that replaced it. Like in other words, you got the shutter speed on top where it's supposed to be. And Small form factor. Yeah, and the actually funny thing is, if you look through the the uh, the mat, the the metering, the it's style a, is basically the same. The same, all the, way, yeah. all the way through to the FE, FE two, FM three A. It's just you know they just add more shutter speeds down towards the bottom. That's it. It's 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 cosmetically the same. Yep, 
And they nailed it just right. And you kind of sit there going, why didn't you put that in with the F3? <laughs> exactly. Bueller. Bueller. Um, the one gotcha with the EL is the battery. It is the 4SR44, which is the ones most loved for in the Canon A series. The A series, yeah. And the Canon new F1. And they Go put it the in a weird oxide. spot. Yeah, it's in the mirror box. So you got to, oh, I, yeah. Uh, so to, to change the battery, you got to lock the mirror up. There's a little sort of flap you push up, and then you got to somehow get the old battery out and put <laughs> the new battery in. Uh, if you've got shaky hands, um, don't drink coffee beforehand. Uh, just patience, deep cleansing breath. Think of whales or something, or pan, you know, have Zamfir pan flute on the background. Just, you know, just don't like force it. Yeah. Put be, on some in, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Other than that, it is uh, that's the only gotcha with that series camera. And they had the uh, the the Nikomat EL, which is like the base one they introduced uh, in seventy two, and that I think went all the way to seventy seven. Then they had a submodel that called the ELW, which had a motor of a power winder, which is interesting because none of the other Nikomats, especially the FT series, never had the ability no. to mount a power winder or a motor drive. Yet for the EL, they like, oh yeah, why not? Just throw it on. Well, there. again, it's like it's it's Nikon experimenting because again, the, the pro bodies had these monster motor drives that, oh. yeah, you could hurt somebody with it. Uh, and I, I've never, I'm trying to remember. I think my brother has an ELW. I I know he's got the Nikon EL two, which has upgraded electronics. And it was more of a true stopgap model for the FE before the FE showed up. And it's interesting that instead of keeping that Nikomat name going, they just threw the Nikon name on it right on away. It. Which is kind of strange for the uh, aperture priority body. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, and it's kind of like, I, again, I don't own one myself. That's kind of got, I got two Nikon FEs. So, yeah. And the EL2 also had that native um, support for AI lenses. Yes. It's it's just like, I, I kind of call it almost that stopgap camera. Yep. Because I, I think the product people were probably saying, we're not quite ready for the FE yet. Keep that assembly line going for Few what months. you got before we can do the flip over. Uh, the ELs... Um, a classic 70s aperture priority lots of electronics i do find the electronics a little more robust than a few other brands out there mm, canon canon uh, oh i was even gonna think like uh pentax with the es oh yeah that too i i know i have we have friends who love their es's nothing the wrong with an es the line is working yeah I had one flake out on me in my hands. I was looking to buy one at Burlington Camera, and it just died. It just died in my hands. And it was just like, oh. Ooh. Here you go, Joan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the EL, it's, like, it, it, it's, it's another camera to look at. Now, 
you know, I, I think in terms of usability, I, I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are because I gifted you one of my FT2s. So I've actually had a chance to use a mid-range, mid-production FTN, an FT2, and an FT3, and an EL. And I can honestly say I really like all of them, but the ultimate one has to be the FT2. Um, the reason is, is that it has fixed all the earlier niggly problems with the FT, the FTN. Um, it takes a modern cell. You have the uh, the hot shoe is right there. Mm. Um, it has everything you love about knicker mats. It's heavy, but not too heavy. Um, it's a lot quieter than I expected. You'd expect a camera that looks like it to not only weigh a lot, but just give a chunk when that mirror goes up and that shutter engages, but it is super quiet. Yeah. I th- it, that shutter sound, it's just sort of uh it's reassuring. Yes. You, you know, you've taken the picture and you can tell the difference between all the different shutter speeds. Like, Oh yeah, that's a, that's a one sixtieth. That's a one one twenty fifth. That's mm-hmm. a one one thousandth. That's a one second. It's it's very delineated, and again, that Copal Square shutter is just incredible. But you always know you've taken a picture. Um, it's even the mirror slap isn't isn't much. Like you could probably shoot handheld down to one fifteenth of a second and not have any real problems with camera shake. I haven't tried down the one fifteenth. Now, I I agree with you. I think the FT two is like that high point. The FT three is kind of you lose the versatility of backwards versus forwards cap the compatibility, but you know that's sort of splitting hairs. But again, there are more FT twos out there than FT threes. As as long as you're you're using AI and AIS lenses that have the the coupling prong. You're on okay. Them. You you don't have to spend a lot of money on buying pre-AI optics. You mm-hmm. can just buy that body, you get a mechanical camera, and you can just bring your lenses all the way across. Like mm-hmm. there's only one AIS lens that's manual focus that I can't use for now. Mm-hmm. And that's only because it came without the coupling prong. Ah, so you got the screws are there. The screws are there. So you just have to find a coupling prong. I just have to find a prong. Ah, good luck. That's a trip to Burlington camera. Yeah. Joan will probably have something. Absolutely. Another interesting thing that I discovered is that on the first three generations of Nikon AF lenses. So, the AF and the two AFs, so the one with the oldest style bodies, the newer style bodies, and the D bodies, is if you take a look at the F5.6 mark, there mm-hmm. are two pre-ready holes that you could actually put a coupling prong onto your autofocus lenses and use them on your pre-AI bodies. Oh wow! I've I gotta check that up. It is no, so I, subtle. That's neat. At least they kind of had that thought process that things can be sort of backwards compatible and forwards compatible to a point. Yeah. Whereas other brands kind of like we just bailed on a lens mountain. 
that's too bad for you, kid. Bye-bye. Yeah. Would you be interested in the EOS or max amount? Yep. Now, one question that I have, and I've seen Nicker mats with two different nameplates. So some say Nico mat and some have the full Nicker mat. What's the difference between those two? Okay. Nico mat is for Japan, the Japan market, the home market. So you're probably going to come across Nico mats in mostly eBay, Japanese eBay sellers. And they do, they do show up in the U S because uh, those who served in Vietnam were buying cameras. They were buying cameras on leave in Japan and they would be buying them on the, uh, the base PX exchanges. So yeah. they're buying Nico mats, but they've been sort of, cleared for duty-free sales, quote-unquote. So they've been known to show up in the U.S., whereas Nickermat is the rest of the world. And oh, sir, they foreshadowing when camera companies, and we're not just singling Nikon out here because they did it later, much later on, where they'll... Minolta. Yeah, Minolta. You, yeah. <laughs> it is this sort of mindset that we'll, we'll just give different model numbers for different regions of the world, and it's like, Please don't. Yeah. Alpha, Dynex, Maxim. Yeah. And then they kind of left with this sort of, well, what did I just buy? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So Nikomat, the Nikomat is just the Japan market, the the home market only uh, model, which under the hood, no difference whatsoever. Nice. So just a different plane on the front. You got it. Awesome. Now, if someone was to be getting in, wanted to buy a knicker mat, um, and they had zero, they had no lenses in their collection that could really be used on their knicker mat, what would be a good first setup for for a person? Well, if I was going to advise someone to get a knicker mat, and it's to serve the one and done, I would look at the FT2. Uh, probably if you're going to be period correct, a K series Nikkor pre AI 50 F2 or the Nikkor H with the, the metal scalp. But you know, if you're going, you're going 70s, you get the K series lenses, which means that in some cases, depending on the lens, Nikon kind of tweak the lens formula a bit. Okay, like I, I think they. Uh, flipped from a sonar to a Zenitar design with the 105.25. Mm-hmm. Both great lenses, but cosmetically they're different. And they took a, I think they took different lens hoods as well. Um, but again, it's more of a mid 70s thing, depending how fuss budgety you are. You can buy this sort of old school 60s glass, no problem. Or if the knicker mat is you're using it as sort of like that gateway to something more, maybe buy AI glass with the, with the metering prongs. Yeah. And, that way you and the nice thing about deeper that way, unless you get the early series E, um, I, I, most, most AI lenses will have that prong. Yeah. Stick with the stuff with the prong with the, with the, those E series lenses, the, there's some of them are gems, but they're not going to help you in this circumstance. No. 
So yeah, and I'm not saying I'm slagging the FTN. I have a bunch of them and I love them. It's just they're a bit older. Uh they do take an older Mercury cell. They may or may not have been converted to 1.55 volts somewhere along the way. And they are, you know, 50 plus year old cameras now. And there's so many different versions of them. Like you might get one of the earliest ones that still has all the problems with like the mirror box rattle. Um, and, um, yeah, that's, that was the biggest, that was the first thing that got fixed. But once you get again to the later ones, it's pretty much an FT2 without a, uh, without a silver oxide cell and a fixed hot shoe. Yeah. Like I have one like that, that's getting serviced right now. And it's one of my, it is my favorite FTN. Like I've got, even got a, a black Nyko mat. Lovely camera. The meters flaky as all get out, but. But again, yeah. it's a mechanical camera. You don't need the mirror. No, no, no. That's what, that that's what an accessory meter is for, or the app on your smartphone. Uh, the meter that I use the most um, use the most is actually the Raveni Labs uh, incident meter, the new one, because it just sits on the hand. So my hand is still a hand, and I can just hold the camera, take the meter. Mm, oh, there we go. Yeah, interesting. So in terms of budgeting, uh, you know, Nikomat, if these are, you can still get them for under a hundred bucks easily, Canadian. Oh, hands down. And that's that's the great plus with these because for whatever reason they did not get on the massive nostalgia train the AE ones and the Pentax K one thousands have, which in the end is probably a good thing. So you know, I, I think it's like yeah, I'd say seventy bucks Canadian for an FTM body on average. Yep. Uh, tack on another ten or fifteen for the FT two, and the FT three is probably a smidge over a hundred. Yeah, and the FT three again. You have the uh, you have that um, limited factor. Like, I'm sure a lot more were made than uh, than people actually think. So they attach that. Like, oh well, this is rare. Well, yeah, it is always that, but it's rare. Um, in, in the end, it's just like again, there's. They will need servicing at one point or another. But other than that, they're extremely robust cameras that can work uh, in 40 degree, 40 plus degree centigrade environments, and they can go down to like minus 30 degree centigrade environments. Oh, yeah. And I've I've used mine during for winter photography over the years. And last year I used a, an FT3 with the 35-105 AIS zoom lens, and that was my rig for the winter. Mm-hmm. Not going skiing. Yeah, and I bet that you could eat it on the hill, and it would keep on working. Oh yeah, yeah. I've never had issues with them. I, I've never had a shutter go bad on me. Well, yeah. I shouldn't say that. I had my FTN started slipping uh, with the September uh, frugal film project rule, so it's like, yeah, I'm gonna have to switch cameras. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, at least in, in in the case of my camera, my lens choice was out for a couple of months because the gears cracked. Oh crap! Yeah, well, the lens isn't known for its quality. Which one is that? 
Um, the 28 to 100 Konica Zoom AF. Oh. Yeah. It was the last kit lens for their consumer cameras. And that was an F mount. A mount. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Um, Complete opposite of, of Nicker mats. This thing is pretty much all plastic, the lens. Oh, dear. Including the elements? <laughs> no, those are glass, but the lens mount is. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. And it's sort of like that, can we build a cheaper kind of mindset that after the Nicker mat series? Well, we, I think Nikon never really bothered trying to hit the price point with their cameras. They just said, we're going to build stuff that works. Yeah, once you once you really got into the 90s and 2000s, Right. Yeah, that's when they like started. That's the when they started shaving. The F sixty five is is fairly plastic, fairly limited. Still a good camera. Like mm. there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but I think it was the next two. They had the higher spec, and then they had an even lower spec one. Oh, like the F seventy, and the F seventy five was the seventy being like even less features than the F sixty five. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Unless they're trying to get into Costco. <laughs> and that's the thing. And I think, you know, the knicker mat was basically geared, again, for the camera store market. Maybe, yeah, probably the camera store market. Yep. And you you really saw the birth of the advanced amateur during that period. In, mm. in that post-World War II period when people had good jobs, they had good houses, there was an economic boom, and you saw Japan and Germany being used as like, oh, hey, you know what? You guys know how to build cameras. You know how to use optics. We'll use that to help rebuild your economy and reshape you in the neoliberal democracy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of weird because my dad, he... His journey into Nikon, he, I think he picked up a Nikon F at an estate auction in Montreal in the mid-60s, or late 60s, and it was an early production example, and he bought the Nickermat, his Nickermat FTN new, and that had been on, I think it's been to New Zealand a couple of times, uh, it's been to Kennebunk Port, Maine, uh, on family trips from between 1977 and probably the late 1980s. Mm. So it, it's seen some, you know, it's been on the road, quote unquote. Yeah, it just keeps going. And I, it's like, uh, and it's, so many people ask me, why am I why am I nostalgic for it? I said, well, it's my dad's, it's yep. one of his go-to cameras. And that just proves the point that even though these, these cameras make great family cameras, Oh, look, I've still got, in packing up the house, I've come across slide trays, like a dad's A-game, which, you know, I was sort of fiddling around with the family's photos, and I realized, oh, my God, this is all the B-grade stuff. (laughs) The good stuff are in the trays. Oh, crap. Okay, that's all going to have to get packed up and put in a safe place, so whenever I land... Oh, absolutely. That's my move, because for those in the studio audience, I'm moving <laughs> some point soon. <laughs> and then it's a matter of scanning. 
Oh, God, yeah. Well, that's what automatic functions are for. Got that right. Anywho, um, what else is there to say about the Necromats? No real gotcha. Yeah, one. If you you have a set of manual-focused Nikon lenses, AI, AIS with the prong, and you're looking for a second beater camera that you don't want to take your pristine F2 or your pristine F out or... Or even your FM2 or... Yeah, you want a no no tears no regrets camera. Okay, you you might even lose the lens, but you know it's not the end of the universe. It's like buy a fifty f two. Yeah, actually, those are gonna be the best one of the best lenses in the Nikon lineup. Yep, I keep the fifty f two fifty one eights. I I I can wax lyrical on that that glass alone for hours on end. It's like uh, just seeing the end results. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're getting into film photography and you really want to experience the beauty that is match needle and manual exposure and manual focus, you can you can find these again cheap. They might even come with that lens. Oh hell, and most most F Nicromat FTNs come with Nicor H fifty F two. There you go. And you're off to the races. Yeah. Or a Nikkor S fifty one four. Yep. So yeah, they're they're a great alternative, um, very underrated, and probably will thankfully remain so. Because people find them too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But again, if if you're if you're lugging around a Canon AE one, like those are lightweight, and they're lightweight for a reason because they're plastic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the FT two has a bit of plastic in it, but the FTN is all metal. And it it's not they aren't as heavy as they look. No, and I think that's the misconception. I think I think a lot of people kind of look at that and they look at the shutter controls and they're you know the shutter dial and it's like this is weird. Back yeah. on the shelf it goes and it's a shame. Or yeah. or the table at the camera shows. The one thing I and I totally get it because it's miss the lenses are missing that ADR scale there is no way to see the aperture in the viewfinder no and as someone who um pretty much if i'm not shooting program mode on my f5 and d750 i am shooting an aperture priority mode but at least you have your shutter speed mm. displayed because the actual stop click stop for the shutter is in a weird spot on the ft2 um again it just takes a bit of practice to uh, get used to where that shutter position is again if you're Mm. familiar with olympus you're golden you got it so i don't know i guess we kind of okay will there be a run on necromats now i don't think we're that big yeah Mm. good good (laughs) So I guess we probably should wrap this puppy up. Um, you know, I've kind of switched uh, for the October frugal film sh- uh, role, um, which I published earlier this week. Um, the Nicomat FT3. Nice. <laughs> it's sort of a bit of practicality because I just wanted one lens system because I've, I've got like uh, the FM3A and an F4 out. And it's kind of like, you know what? We're just running one lens system, kitties. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I like I like my twenty eight three five. Um, a fifty one four, and uh, yeah, even the one oh five two point five works really well on the FT on the oh, FT two. Yeah. yeah, and then I got the thirty five two eight, um, a two hundred f four. That that's a really nice lens. Oh God, I don't use mine often enough. Yeah, and the one thirty five two point eight. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of covered it. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Felt like there's more, but you know, like we did, mm-hmm. we covered a lot with the the the, the baby Fs. Mm-hmm. Which again the Necromat series was the progenitor of. Yep. So I guess I probably should probably wrap this little bad boy up. So yeah, it's Bill Smith from the Classic Camera Revival. Yeah, go Nickermat, the underdog of the night the Nikon uh camera systems. And I'm Alex Lokes. Shoot what you love, with what you love, on what you love. Don't give in to the hype. And the FT series is better than the A series, and I will fight you on that. Oh, and you, you'll get back up from me on that one. <laughs>